the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the Gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Hallelujah. Wow. Imela. It means thank you. I say it means thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank God. Amen. I tell you. Imela. It means thank you. Hallelujah. We are saying thank you to God. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing the number of times we take the blessing of God for nothing. Hallelujah. I mean, this Thanksgiving, I was at a friend's house. And they served dinner. And I noticed that the food was too much. I mean, it was a lot of food. And I am sure most of you, wherever you went, there were some leftovers. Was there leftovers? Some of them still in the fridge. I'm sure all of you, wherever you went, there were some leftovers. Hallelujah. You see, but you took it for granted. You just took it for granted that this is America. Everybody gets leftovers. But I want to tell you that there are some parts of the world they didn't even have enough to eat. Hallelujah. There are some parts of the world they did not even have nothing to eat. Children go hungry. There's a lot of starvation in the world. So the fact that you even had something to eat that was the leftovers, you should be grateful to God. I say you should be grateful to God. I am sure, I am, not only me, I'm sure all of us, all of us, I'm asking wherever you went, was there leftovers? If there was a leftover, show me by hand. If there was a leftover. Look at all of you. Leftovers. Was there somebody who went to a place that there was not enough? There wasn't enough food. The food got finished. Huh? Yeah. Hallelujah. So what I want to say is that there are so many things we are grateful. We should be grateful to God for. Amen. The fact that um, food, and the Bible say, and the Bible said that therefore having food and raiment, let us therefore be content. Amen. I believe that God has blessed us a lot. You see, and let us learn to give thanks. Amen. See, thanksgiving will always make you whole. Hallelujah. I mean, we are good at complaining, but there comes a point you must give thanks to God. As for complaining, I don't need to encourage you. You are good at it. <laughs> it comes natural. But let me tell you something. Being thankful will make you whole. I say being thankful will make you whole. You are sitting here. You are healthy. You are not in the hospital. Be grateful. Let us be grateful. Hallelujah. Can I pray over the offering place? For those of you who don't know, that's our bishop. That's Bishop Dagwood Mills. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, the, the massive campaign that he's having, I don't think in modern day church history, any evangelist is having that type of campaign. It's too massive. I mean, they are currently in Zimbabwe. And the crusades that they're having in Zimbabwe, last week they were at Victoria Falls. What a sight. And when the mayor of Victoria Falls came to the campaign and saw the crowd, his comment was that, I never knew there were so many people in my city. That's what the mayor said. The mayor, the mayor said, hey, I didn't know this many people in my country. In my city. 
Even the mayor was shocked at the crowd. Hallelujah. I tell you, no man can do these things except God be with him. And the commitment and the zeal with which they are doing it, it's amazing. Hallelujah. So we are blessed. And the truth of the matter is that once he's happy, God is happy with him. And God is pouring his anointing upon him. Then the scripture that says that the anointing that flows upon the head of Aaron through his beard, even into his garments. So if he's our head, and the oil is coming upon him. Then those of us who are hands, stripped, we are all getting the anointing. That's why you are blessed. Amen. So there's a certain protection that has been over our church. Our church is protected. Because the one that God called, God has anointed him. Hallelujah. You see, most of us, I, 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 I tell you about, you are not good enough. I said, tell you about, you are not good enough. I said, tell the person, you are not good enough. Yeah. So don't think you are so good. Hallelujah. The blessing that is coming your way, okay? The blessing that is coming your way, the protection that is coming our way, the security and the safety that's coming our way, it's not because you are good. But it's because of who God has put over you. That's what you don't know. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when they went to war, in the war of Jericho, Joshua was on the ground fighting with the sword. Joshua was fighting with the sword. But Moses and Aaron and her were on the mountain. And every time, and Moses was praying, and every time Moses' hands go up, they were winning. And when Moses' hands is down, they begin to lose. When, so, even though Joshua thinks they are good, they were fighting, they were great warriors, the real victory behind the, the, the battle was the hand of Moses on the mountain. That's what I'm telling I tell your neighbor, you are not good enough. You don't pray long enough to enjoy it, and the peace is because of you. But there is a man on the mountain who has lifted up his hands. And so long as he keeps on lifting his hands and is pleasing to God, we have the victory. That's why, that's why our church is winning. I said, that's why our church is winning. Even, even, even if you know. That's why even what you did last week, you got scot free. Everything you did last week, God didn't punish you. Because somebody up there is interceding for you. Hallelujah. So that's our bishop. Amen. Massive campaigns. I'm sure next, tomorrow they'll be in Harare. I'm sure you'll see Mugabe. I'll, I'll send you a test when you see Mugabe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you ready to learn some verses? But before one is, like I said, marriage school. There is a new directive from bishop about marriage school. Okay? So I want to make it clear from today. One, the first directive that the marriage counseling starts the day you find the beloved. So the day, the day the brother says, sister, 
I'm thinking about you. Then he said, let us go to Lady Pastor. <laughs> There's no hide and seek no more. So let's think that, oh, let's see a little bit whether I have to work before we tell them it doesn't exist. Now the directive has changed. The day she spots you, that's the day you come and see Lady Pastor. I just want to be sure. There's nothing I want to be sure. Through six months of marriage counsel, at least, it's not, it's, 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 it's not, it's not the max years. <laughs> that is why the day you find a relationship must come. Amen. Some of you need a strap. So that's one. Then uh, for the marriage school. So please. And they are setting all those things. Because you don't want to marry somebody who has HIV. Not that you can't, but we will let you know so that you decide. We will tell you that the brother so and so has HIV. Yes, so we, we are very serious with the marriage thing. What is and <laughs> requirements now? When you come, I, there's no point in me telling you. You find the beloved and come. They will go through the form. That's why we are taking our time to go through. This type of dri drive-through marriages is over. This leads to drive-through divorce. Hallelujah. So counseling after marriage. You know, you know, at the time that you married, you were thinking wearing good at that time. <laughs> at that time, you were thinking wearing good. So now that you're thinking it's good, come back. <laughs> uh, next week is Mission Sunday. Next week, right? Mission Sunday, we support missionaries. We take a special offering. Look, this, this guy, uh, Bulawayo, and they were going to another city, to whatever it is, 700 kilometers overnight. I think they deserve our support. So next week, if you believe in the missionary for these guys, how many think they deserve special offerings so they can do their work? Oh, yeah. You are sleeping. Yeah. To do the crusade, I tell you. We need to support them. And those are the two important ones. Okay, Mission Sunday and the marriage school. Amen. Hallelujah. Cray. Is it cray? So I'll tell you about no more secret relationships. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can we learn the verse for the day before I preach? T416. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Wow, so this is a very long one. But we can learn it. Go. Self. So. And unto their doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. First Timothy 4 16. The last one. So, how can we learn it? So we can take the first part, take it unto thyself and unto the doctrine. One, two, go. Take it unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Again. Again. Then the second part will be very simple. Continue in them. Again. Again. Then the third part will be, for in doing this, thou shalt save thyself. Again. Again. 
and the fourth part will be, and them that hear thee. So, part one. Part one again. Part one and two. One and two again. One, two, three. One, two, three. Again. And then part one, two, three, and four. Say it again. First Timothy. Okay, off the screen. One, two, go. Wow, put your hands together for yourself. Hey, this morning your brains are sharp. Oh. Why? Do you have oatmeal before coming to church? <laughs> what do you say? The teacher is good. I hear you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Father, we thank you for this morning's service. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for your spirit and thank you for your presence. May the Holy Ghost teach us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, I started a series that I'm going to teach for a while, which is enjoying life in the church. I say what? Enjoying life in the church. Hallelujah. Like I said, I mean, if you have been in the church for a while, I mean, if you have been here for at least more than a year, any place that you have been there for a year, you must learn to enjoy it. Hallelujah. There's no point enduring it. Amen. And God wants you to enjoy life in the church. Are you hearing me? So we are talking about enjoying life in the church. Hallelujah. And I said that anything that you enjoy or anything that you want to enjoy, there are some do's and don'ts. Did you hear me? Did you get last week? Anything that you have... You see, to enjoy any relationship, to live with anybody, there are some do's and don'ts. Oh? If you have a roommate, don't you have do's and don'ts? If you are sharing a room with somebody, aren't there do's and don'ts? You don't get a guest, no guest after midnight. When you eat, wash the dishes. Isn't that what you say? What do you say? No one sitting on my bed. Okay, this is your bed. No one's sitting on my bed. Some people are very fussy about their bed. Please don't share comforters. Please. Huh? Don't share towels. Yeah. Some people are very this. When you pee pee, wipe the seat. Please. <laughs> That's very important. 
put the toilet bowl down. The toilet seat. Do's and don'ts. I remember it was one of the major quarrels between me and my wife. When we got married, she always used to insist that I leave the, I don't put the toilet seat down. Because when I finish, I just leave it up. And then, it was a major problem. That why don't you put the seat down? I, it wasn't easy. And no matter what you say, I'll still forget. <laughs> I still couldn't remember. To put it down. It's like, why do you forget? It's very simple. Just put it down. Oh, when I want to forget, I forget. That's all. I, you can put it down later. Back and forth, back. In fact, it was, somehow, it didn't enter into my brain. I don't know why I keep on forgetting that thing. Until one day I went to Home Depot. When I came here, I went to Home Depot. Then I found that there's one that closes by itself. So I bought one. So now problem solved. <laughs> now even though I forget, the thing comes down by itself. Problem solved. May God give you wisdom to solve your problems. <laughs> hey, problems. My early marital problems. Wet towel. My wife. That once the towel is wet, you must dry it. When I finish, I put the towel anyway. Yeah. Do's and don'ts. Hallelujah. Yeah. Any good relationship, anything that you want to enjoy, there are do's and don'ts. And if you are a Christian and you are in the church, for you to enjoy the church, there are what? Do's and don'ts. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Because you see, we are here to be blessed, not to be cursed. Say, I'm in church to be blessed. Say, I came to be blessed. I did not come to be frustrated. I came to be blessed. I want to hear you say, I came to be blessed. And may you be blessed. Amen. So let's enjoy. That's why God even began. So last week I said, God says, Look, it's not good for man to be alone. Period. So if you're alone, think about it. And not only think about it, work on it. Because you have been thinking about it for too long. It's time for you to work on it. <laughs> I should preach this side. Every time, I'm checking one or two. I'm checking one or two. Christian brother, you are checking. When will you stop checking one or two? Oh, you know, I, I, got, I got to sort out one or two things. At this your age, by the time you get married, your sperms will be finished. It will be of no use. <laughs> so take action. Tell the brother, take action. Hallelujah. So we started talking about some Christians' do's and don'ts. And uh, I think uh, last week I shared with you about, um, what did I share about you? What did we talk about last week? What were the do's we talked about? You tell me, huh? Share what? And be what? And be what? And... <laughs> See, you can't live with, you cannot enjoy people who are not straightforward. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. I, I'm with you, but I don't know. You know, you're not honest. We are in the light. If we are in the light, as he is in the light, hallelujah. Yeah. So let's be honest. I've come down because I want you to hear the preaching well. Hallelujah. Another is to exhort one another. Exhort one another. Not exalt. E-X-A-L-T. What is it? We exalt God. God needs to be exalted. We exalt. E X H O R T. 
Hallelujah. Hebrews 3.13 While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened. Think for the word exhort is encourage. If we are supposed to do well, let's encourage one church. We have to do well as Christians. Let's learn to encourage what? Do you know why it's important? I'm preaching. My message has started already. You see, nobody does. You keep on criticizing. You keep on criticizing. Nobody does well. I'm preaching. The Bible says we should exhort one another. Even little children, when they are doing something, we clap for them. Yeah, bravo, bravo, bravo. So many decisions. Nobody is that bad. Everybody has a good and bad side. Ah. Besides your wife too much. Today she has done this. Tomorrow she has done this. Don't do, can she, has she, can she do even one good thing for you to say thank you? Exhort one another. Encourage one another. When was the last time you said even to your wife, thank you? It's like when she does something good, you are expected to do it. It's expected of you anyway. But when you does something bad, then when you open your mouth, you see, no, let me tell you something. Your criticisms sometimes uh, makes the person even lose their self-confidence. So, a very vibrant person now becomes very timid. And you, the same person, say, you are, not, you are not exciting anymore. You have made her not exciting anymore with your words. Exhort one another. Encourage one another. Listen to me. It's not every time that the choir sings nicely. We know that they don't, they don't sing nicely all the time. And they, even they themselves, they know. I, I, they, I don't have to tell them themselves, they know. There are some times when they are getting off the stage, they want to vanish. <laughs> but it's okay. When they sing, well, we should applaud them. When they don't, you have to encourage them. You have to, because uh, for them to come and sing on Sunday, they spend the whole Saturday. That's not the time to uh, criticize them. I'm a good preacher. Exhort. And, and I'll tell you something. Nobody does well. You are always criticized. Don't go there again. Whether it is your going there. Amen. Because you won't do well. Whether it's your anger. Like every time you go there, they criticize. I had one sister in, in the Boston area. And I mean, her head, this type of, she has this type of funny hair. She told me, ridicule me. I come to pay you money. Because I came to pay you. Hallelujah. Exhort one another. Hallelujah. Yeah. The Bible says David, when he went to the battlefield and his brothers said, what? and David said, oh, I hear this guy. They said, you, you have come here with your knob at war. They started criticizing him. And the Bible said that, do you have a mission to accomplish? Turn away from those who say negative things about you. Do you know why I'm saying that? I'm showing the revelation because you see, you have trained your critics. That was negative energy. By that, you can do it. So instead of standing there to answer the critics, turn away. About and David, 
Hallelujah. Exhort one another. The third one another. Are you listening to the one another? I, I, I thought of that one, when I have the revelation, I'll share it, but now I don't have a revelation. So don't ask me, when, when will I? Hallelujah. Because some of you are trying to tell me that it's a holy kiss. And I was trying to what is a holy kiss? Mark 11. Forgive one another. I say what? Mark eleven twenty five. I'm going to say forgive. There are some lighthouse terms. This is one of the lighthouse terms. Forgive. Forgive. Forgiving. Forgiving. Whatever it is, just forgive. So when you stand to that which is also in heaven, may forgive you. Learn to forgive one another. What? When you start praying, what? When you start praying, what? Things feel. Big time. We struggle. Area of forgiveness. Yeah. We can offer you. You you see, some of you, you are worse than IBM data. Data. Listen to me. You know, three years ago, you can remember IBM Bank. Data. You can go back. For, let me tell you something. Forgive is forgive. I say forgive is what? I say forgive is what? I can forgive, but I cannot forget. Where did you get a vessel? I said, where transgression I will blot. God said that I will, your transgressions I will blot. And I will remember them. Tell your neighbor, forgive. Say, forgive. For, forgive. Forgive one another. I said, forgive what? Have you been offended before? Are you serious? Lift your hand, everybody, if you have been offended before. Okay, but now with your eye closed. Is there anybody who is struggling to forgive somebody? Father. I go down on my knees and I pray for those ones who insisted. Some feel cheated. But Father, the grace to forgive, may you give it unto them. In Jesus. Can you imagine, Natasha, I really beg you. I have to go somewhere and it's very urgent. And I can't hold it. Refuse. Refuse my offer. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. Huh? I can't do it. I can't I'm do sorry, it. I'm busy. I can't do that. I can't do it. Because she needs something from this one. And she knows that this one will do whatever I tell her. Rachel, right? You see the orange bag. It's all I need, okay? You see the orange? To me. For me to help her. For her. And then you turn around and come to and pray in his name. John 17, 20. Which shall believe on me through their word. Jesus Christ was praying for the disciples. He said, I'm not only praying for the disciples. I am praying for pray for this alone. This one who was this was his prayer, just about he was about to leave for heaven. They, they were I for this alone. But for them also which shall believe on me. Through of Peter, and which includes us because we believe on Christ because of what they said. Next one, 21. That at me and I indeed that they also may be one in that they may be one 22 and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may that they may be one even as he said I am not only praying for you Peter James and John I'm praying for the ones who even believe your word because of what you said that all of them shall be what that they be what that they be what? 
Let there be what? So this is the prayer that he is praying. And then you are not one with your brother. And then you turn around and ask him something in his name. No. No. Tell him about forgive. Look. Every time, I mean, it sometimes it brings tears to my but every time I, I hear, I read, this, I read this word forgive, one person who comes to my mind was Father Abraham. You know, it was one of his sayings. Father always shout at you, forgive! Remember, it was one of his sayings, forgive. 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 Hold your neighbor's hand and say, forgive. I said, hold the person and say, forgive. Yes. Ah. Forgive. Forgive. Yeah. yeah. Some of you, see some of you husbands, you struggle so much with your wife. You can't forgive her. You struggle. You see, but let me tell you something. You are so annoyed with her. Okay, you are so annoyed that you can't forgive her. So you don't even want to touch her. You see, but it's a mistake. Because she doesn't mind. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. So you thinking that oh, I'm annoyed? I will sleep with her. She doesn't mind at all. Uh-huh. So, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. So because of that, you are not going to touch her. She's probably saying ahead. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm preaching. I know them. I know them. They don't mind at all. So, so your annoyance of not touching them is actually rather hurting you. So learn to forgive. Learn to forgive so you can move on. You see, don't, what I'm trying to say Denying a wife sex is not punishment for her. Huh? What did they say? At all. <laughs> At all. You are annoyed, so you will touch her. You will die. You, you will bury it to ashes. You better find something else. Because that punishment, she doesn't. You, you, you are annoyed. You will touch her. You will touch her. You will bend. You will suffer. So, <laughs> are you hearing me? Yeah. Tell him never forgive. Yeah. Hallelujah. You see, let me tell you something. It is it is one of the areas that most people fail, and the reason why we fail is that usually we are dealing with repeated offenders. <laughs> I say we are dealing with what. I said, we are dealing with what? Yeah. That's why, we, that's why we struggle. Because the same person keeps hurting you over and over and over again. You see, you can forgive a stranger down the road. But the person who keeps hurting, you see, but it doesn't matter whether the person is a chronic offender. Peter asked Jesus Christ, how often should I forgive my brother? He says 70 times 7 in a day. In 24 hours. Forgive. Jesus Christ said, when you pass... You found something times something is what? What's something times something? 490. 490 times. 
forgive in a day. So you, you are only allowed not to forgive if the person offends you 500 times in a day. Then you can save one. And I don't think Nicola can offend David 500 times in a day. And what's the maximum? <laughs> maximum. One, two. One, two. <laughs> Max, two. Maximum. Are you hearing me? I mean, Rachel, where's your husband? He's not here. But he's recorded. How often can you offend me in a day? Hey. Maximum. Too much to count. In a day, how much you can offend her, him in a day? Honestly. Yeah. 500 times? More than that. Mm. Yeah. Then you are, re- you are really a repeated offender. <laughs> him offending you. He offended you more than 500 times. It's recorded. He will call me tonight. I know Joe will call me tonight. Joe, your wife says you offend him more than 500 times a day. Record it. It's not possible. Ask your neighbor, how many times can I offend you in a day? How many times? Ah. Forgive. I said forgive. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Otherwise, you see, you are coming to Jesus Christ for answered prayer. You are, you are not allowing his prayer to be answered. Hallelujah. How many one another's do you have? Three? You want more one another's? You want more of one another's? Okay. Ephesians 4.25. The next one another we're going to talk about is in Ephesians 4.25. You see, everything is one another, one another. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Wherefore, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth, 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 lie. <laughs> so the next one another is speak the truth to one another. I said, speak what? I said, speak what? La verite. La verite. Truth to one another. Yes. And I'll stay here a little bit. Listen. There are too many corn men in the church. There are too many corn men in the church. You don't know whether they are tristest or... Speak the truth one to another. Yes. You are in the church but I can't trust you. Truth. Unfortunately, I have examples. Unfortunately, I have examples. Sad to say, there are Christians who dupe other Christians. Sad to say. Speak the truth one to another. Don't tell me. You see, this is one area that is very sad in the church. Charismatic church. Sometimes you are better off doing a business with an unbeliever. I'm preaching. Speak the truth. Sometimes you're better off. Yeah. Duping one another. If I tell you the stories, you, you won't believe it. But 
as you tell him. Look, it's, 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 sometimes you are better off. Yeah. A believer, a believer, a Christian. Oh, because of you. Who are the person is duping you? Me, 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 me. Me, yours truly, the very reverend. Don't let me tell you my stories. Yours truly, yours truly, yours truly. I once moved to a place and I needed curtains. Mm. I need curtains. I mean, holy man of God. I needed curtains. So somebody recommended somebody from one of one of one of the one of the pastors recommended somebody in their church who came to see me that oh she can do the curtains for me. So I mean, Christian sister won't do the curtains. Oh Reverend, I hear you need the curtains. Oh Reverend, 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 Pastor. <laughs> Yeah. True story I'm telling you. So she gave me the estimate, blah, 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 blah. And I paid her. No problem. It's a Christian sister. I paid her. Everything. Go. Because neither me nor my wife have the time to check. I mean, I trusted her. So do you know what happened? You see, God works mysterious ways. Later on, somebody came to my house. And so, who did your curtains? My house is somewhere. Don't think so. Because I have to make the story. You don't know who the person is. But the person is not in this church, so don't worry. But it's in the lighthouse church. And I pastored the person before. That's why I'm speaking. Later on, somebody came to my house. And so, who did your curtains? I said, I recommended the person. Sister, so and so did it for me. So, you can go to her. So, the person called the person. Oh, I also need curtains in my house. Blah, 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 blah. So, okay, fine. How much will it cost? Then she gave the person the figure. You see, but the person is street smart. You see, me and my wife, we are, we are too trustworthy. This particular, particular person. <laughs> me, me and my wife, whatever you tell us, we believe. To the pure, all things are pure. But this particular person, this particular person, she's not that naive. You say, oh! I'll go find out. <laughs> because she didn't believe the price. So, do you know what she did? He said, so who, where are you getting the things from? So the person, so, from this person, I won't tell you, it's proportional, I'm actually doing it on the side, so you can't do it. No, 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 no. The price you are telling me. So, you know, some people are not straightforward. I mean, they, they also know how to. So she found a way of contacting where this lady was getting the thing from. The factory or whatever they are producing. And found out. Yeah. It was five times the price. I'm telling you. He said, hey. So out of curiosity, the person found out how much my cost. And they told the person that this is how much my cost. And the person, and Reverend, she charged you this amount. So the person came to the challenge. Reverend, he has taken you for a crowd. Poor challenge. <laughs> <laughs> a church member. Doctor say. <laughs> and, and I couldn't believe that a, 
Christians, somebody that I pray for, you can look at me in the face, a holy man of God, <laughs> and dribble me like that. I mean, in Ghana, there's something called Surya. I said, because it's like, where is the truth? Speak the truth one to another. Listen to me. If you are doing business with a Christian brother or Christian sister, tell the person exactly how much it's going to cost. You can put your profit margin on it, but let it be clear. Don't say that because of you when you are dribbling the person. Speak the truth. Speak the truth one to another. I couldn't believe it. Put pastor I had the story. Look, another guy came to do something for me. From another branch. Or foreign from foreign branch. To do something. Then after he charged me and I paid him, I came to Davis. I was with Davis, I want to show Davis the thing. Baby saw the remember? Baby, yes, what is he saw? He said, How much did you pay? And I thought the baby almost collapsed. He said, What? <laughs> because you know, as for me, dear, to the pure, all things are pure. It's a church member. But now, dear child, my eyes open. <laughs> now, dear child, I can see clearly. Now I share my eye. to another. If you are in the church, look, if you are doing something for somebody, it's business. Just put your profit margin on it. Let the person know. Let, let, the, person make an, let the person make an informed consent. That's all. Make an informed consent. Now look, I'm doing this. This is how much it costs. This is my profit margin. Do you want to do it? That's all. But don't, don't act like you are doing the person a favor. You are behind the scenes. You are killing the person. Truth. Truth. One to another. I said what? Truth. One to another. Too many dribblers. Look, recently I was doing something with Ben. Ben Ousu. That's a good example. I don't know whether he's here. He's gone. I was doing something with Ben. So, I, you know, Ben does business to Ghana. So, I said, okay, I want to do this in Ghana, you know. I want to send this back home. It's okay, Reverend, this is A, B, C, D. How much is it going to cost? And this is my profit. I said, no problem. And even when I checked, he was giving me a, a very good deal. I said, no big deal. I'll, I'll take it. And I'll pay you. I don't have a problem with it because it's business. The man must get profit. I'm okay with it. I was even willing to give him the thing. Then you know, he went back and said, Reverend, look, I think I've dashed it to you. I'm, I'm not saying dash it to me, but the point I'm trying to say that he was honest. Yeah. 
you, you will be amazed. In Kodesh, Wadesh. One time, one of our pastors went to church. Then during the church service, he got the phone call. Not the pastor. The phone call rings. He answers. Who is this? Then the mention, are you pastor? So 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 said yes. He says, do you have a son? So 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 said yes. He said, well, we have him kidnapped. A true story. We had him kidnapped. And we need X amount of money. Otherwise, we are sending him to Niger. So the pastor remember dropping the child in the Sunday school in Lighthouse Chapel at the Kodesh. So he was like, my son, I just dropped him. So he quickly rushed to the Sunday school. Lo and behold, the boy was not there. True story. Lighthouse Chapel, Kodesh. The boy was not there. So, of course, panic, kidnapping situation. So they call the police. And the police says, okay, do whatever he says. We will monitor the situation. So, they arrange for the money. What they knew, the police was tracking. Deposited, go meet the person, blah, 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 and, and, and long story short. They come to the person's house. The police were able to manage and find the, the person's house where the transaction was going on. Can you believe who the person was? <laughs> Can you believe it? A church member. A, a, a church member who obviously the boy must know to follow. And this person is in the church. Ask your neighbor, are you real? <laughs> yeah. I said, ask your neighbor, are you real? Ask the person, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Listen to me, listen to me. I am trying to say, speak the truth one another. Okay, be honest. Be honest. You have something to sell to somebody, tell the person, this is how much I'm selling it. You have a choice to buy, not to buy. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Truth. I have the stories so. You want more stories? You like, your yes this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stories. Truth. One time, one time, Kolegono, some brother was come to do a wedding. <laughs> Marriage. And we printed marriage invitation cards and everything. Wedding. Going, going through the council with another sister in the church. <laughs> Which, Bishop Taki, he didn't know. <laughs> We've done all the preparation. Marriage cards. Like, you know, brother Susan, so they come to church. Want to marry. So everything was done. Printed the wedding invitation. So, then the guy 
was home, then the guy's wife. <laughs> put away. What, what does the verse say? Put away what? Put away what? Yes. The wife saw the invitation card. So he asked the guy that, ah, I've seen an invitation card with your name on it. About a wedding. So yeah, 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 yeah. That card, yeah. It's my brother. It's my cousin. In my village, we have the same names. <laughs> we have names that are similar. So that's my cousin getting married. <laughs> Can you believe it? See, but the, the thing didn't sit well with the wife. I said, the thing did not sit well with the wife. So she eventually found her way to the church. See, that's why those of you who go, don't go to church with your spouses, be careful. You may never know limited. So she found her way to the church. And said, oh, I saw this invitation card. Who's getting married? So Bishop Seiko called the guy that, hey, is that you are married and you are about to have a wedding with another woman in our church? Left, never showed up again. That was the end of it. <laughs> tell her never put away lying. I said, tell her never put away lying. Yeah. Let's be honest. You see, it spoils relationship. I mean, I mean, like this sister who dribbled me. I mean, the, the, the good thing about it is that I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm a very forgiving person, so I've forgiven her. But, but not everybody's like. <laughs> I mean, if you're still, I'll still pray for her. What happened? What happened? <laughs> Can you believe? You don't know what happened. Once she found her, and she's no longer in the church, she has disappeared. A certain covering and anointing has been off your life because you can't tell. I mean, why do you lie to a pastor? You know what? If you hear him speaking in tongues, if you hear him speaking in tongues, now off you say, "That's right." It's not good. I say it's not good. I say it's not good. Put away line. Tell your neighbor, put away line. It's not good. Is it? Is it? That's not enjoying because you see, it's sports relationship. And, and, and not, not, see, not everybody is as forgiving. Some of us, we are very forgiving. You know? I mean, because of the anointing, we cannot harbor hatred. But not everybody can forgive easily. Especially when they think place the person like that. Put away lying. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. You owe somebody, put away lying. You owe the person. And now, the person is not coming for the money. Look, I've heard somebody, I've heard somebody who actually owed somebody. Can you believe it? Can I tell you? She owed somebody. And the person was coming for the money. Can you believe that she didn't pay? And when the matter was brought to me, do you know what he said? He said, Reverend, he's lying. He gave it to me as a gift. 
I say you owe me, say it's a gift. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. The person said, you said you needed money to go and buy a car. And I gave you a, a, a certain amount of dollars to, uh, to go and buy. Now, you haven't paid me over a year and I need the money to do something else. And I brought you to the pastor. You are telling me that I said it was a gift. <laughs> what do you mean? One, one, you are not paying. Two, you are lying. <laughs> but you know, so I told the person that look, even if he said it was a gift, he has changed his mind. He said it's a loan. <laughs> exactly. Even if he said, <laughs> that's all. Huh? Even if he told you that it was a gift, now he has changed his mind. He says what? It's a loan. Pay him back. Putting away lying. Amen. Okay, the last one for today. I have so many of them. Time is going fast. Are you, are, you, are you enjoying life in the church? So what have I talked about so far? What's the first one? Sharing your feelings with what? Number two is what? Exhort one another. Number three? I said number three is what? And number one is what? I said number three is what? Number three, and number four is what? Speak the truth one another. Okay. This one, okay. Number five. Number five is admit your fault or weakness to one another. Admit your fault. Admit your fault or weakness one to another. There's a verse, James 5.15. James chapter 5 verse 15. Go to 16. Confess your faults. What? Are you all reading? Please, let's all read. Sorry, I'm saying something. One, two, go. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. There is one another there. It says, confess your faults one to another. See, very simple. A lot of us are good. Oh, I've confessed my thing to God. God is, your confession is not only to God, it's to one another. Confess your faults, all your weakness, all your problems one to another. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Confess your fault, your weakness, your problem. There must be, you see, this is very delicate. Okay? Confess to one another. Pray for one another. You see, you cannot be helped when you keep on hiding your sins. He that hideth his sin shall not prosper. You cannot be helped. You will not do well. If you have a weakness, must conf- don't only confess to God. Confess one to another. Yeah, because he that hides it is sin. There's a problem you are struggling with. 
Don't say, I prayed about it. Confess your faults one to another. Listen. You will only be delivered after you open up. Of course. This, this, this particular thing is dice. It says confess one another. That is why, yes, it's true. Confess one to another. Of course, you won't go and say to anybody in the street. That is why you have pastors. That is why you have pastors. You have a, a weakness, a fault. You are struggling with a particular sin, a particular lifestyle. You have to open up to a pastor so that not only do you pray to God, so that you come, Reverend, I have this problem and I need help in this area. Confess your fault so that the pastor can pray for you. Don't come and sit in front of the pastor like James Bond. Everything is okay. No, it's not okay. Confess your faults to one another. Learn. Learn. He will give you pastors after your own heart. There are a lot of pastors in front here. You can confess your faults. There's nothing wrong coming to say, Lady Pastor, Lady Pastor, I'm actually struggling with masturbation. Lady Pastor, even though I'm married, I'm struggling with, I have so a lot of sexual sin. She will, so that you confess, your, so that she will pray for you that you will be healed. That is what it is. Confess your faults one to another. Don't hide. I mean, on the outward, you look all put together. But inside, there is something rotten. Confess your faults one to another. Yeah. Yeah. Look. See, that covert is in some of power. See, stop acting like everything is okay. Stop acting. At the end of the day, you want to be healed. You want to be delivered. Hallelujah. That's all. Even if they laugh at you and you are healed, it's better. Confess your faults. Yeah, pastors here. Oh, Reverend Joe, I need to talk to you. Hmm? Reverend Joe, I need to talk to you. I have this thing. Confess your faults. To one another. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's for your own good. Don't cover your sins. Don't cover your mistakes. You have a fault. The, yeah, the word fault here means weakness. You have a weakness. Oh, Reverend Joe. Reverend, Reverend, you know, I tell you. Reverend, I've been praying by Charlie. Me and the vodka, I'm struggling with the vodka, Charlie. I stopped by Charlie. I can't stop the drinking. I can't stop the drinking. I need help. Of course, he's a pastor. He's not a gossip. He will talk to you. He will pray with you so that you will be healed. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Confess your faults. You see, it's not, it's not, it's, listen, let me tell you something. It's not everything that God revealed to us. If you think that God will show you, if you think that God will show your, the pastor your problem by revelation. I don't know. Some, some people say, oh, maybe, you know. I mean, I won't say anything, but maybe God himself will show it to him. Oh, sometimes God does. I'm not saying God. God does. Sometimes God does, but it's not all the time. Hallelujah. So if you need healing, you need to be open. Sometimes God does. No, no, sometimes God does. I believe in the prophetic. Sometimes God does. 
I was recently in, a, I had a, a meeting in Philadelphia. You know, I was just praying, I was praying up against familiar spirits, ancestral cases. I was praying, I was praying against things that run through our family and affect us. And the anointing was very strong. And I was praying for people. And the anointing was very strong. So they suddenly God directed me to a particular sister. So I called her. And I prayed for her. I mean, I was praying. Many people came forward. But she didn't come. You know, you, hardly do I go to look for people. If you, I mean, if you want to be delivered, you come. You say you don't come, you don't have a problem, fine. But this one, I think there was a strong unction. So I actually went to her and brought her and prayed for her. Can you believe after the service, she called me to the side. Do you know what she told me? Rev, you know, when you call, I didn't come because I don't have any problem. I don't have any problem. You see, you see, I think, I mean, like, you know, I have a good job. I mean, I'm not sick, you know. You see, those things, I think it's for people who have serious problems. I don't have any serious problem. Just like Charlie, the prophecy was wrong. That's what he told me. I don't, I don't have any problem. I mean, it's for those who have serious problems. I'm okay. I don't really have any problem. I have a job. I'm healthy. I'm young, you know. She was a very young, beautiful girl. I don't have any problem. That's what she told me. So, you know, I have to, you know, mulliganize the whole, the anxious. Oh, okay, me, sometimes, me, me, so I don't have any problem. When they, me, sometimes I don't have a problem. But sometimes a man of God comes and prays. I can't wait for prayer, so it doesn't matter. Then I left it. The following day. Everybody said the following day. There comes a gentleman in the church. And I said, who is this guy? He said, oh, this is my beloved. I said, oh, really? How long have you known each other for a long time? When are you getting married? Then she begins to talk. Reverend, marriage. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a bit afraid. This is the same lady who said, I have no problems. Now she said, I'm a bit afraid. I said, what do you mean you're afraid? I've known you for a while. He said, Reverend, my family, bad marriages. She has no problem. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, look, I am very scared to marry. I said, oh, really? I said, eh, why? My mother and my father, bad marriage. All my aunties, nobody is able to, no woman gets married in my family. So I am very scared. That's why I don't, that's why even though I, I, I've been in a relationship for a long time, I'm still afraid to marry because this thing, it runs in my family. I said, but yesterday, <laughs> Family has married. You see, but when she, then, then I say, hey. mm. but I, I, I was mean. I didn't remind her about her comment yesterday. I said, "Doesn't matter. I'll pray for you that way." <laughs> yeah. You see, but that's that is a case that God reveals. But typically, God does not reveal everything. You have to come and see. So, if you want healing, if you want deliverance. Confess your faults. Confess your faults. Confess your faults. 
See, that was a spectacular case that God revealed to me. Then I showed her. And, 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 and the amazing part of it is that sometimes, you see, to have a problem and not to know that it's a problem is even worse. That's even worse. Hers was just the grace of God. Listen. Open up. Okay. There's nothing new under the sun. Whatever your problem is. Sometimes when people tell me, Reverend, aren't you surprised? I say, I'm anti-surprised. Yours is about the 19th one I'm hearing. So <laughs> I don't get surprised. Any pastor who has passed for a while does not get surprised. There's an anointing. And God has given us to you so that you will be healed and you will do well. Confess your faults. Stand up to your feet and let's close. I need you. Yes, Lord. You, you need me. You know what? Sing. Continue singing. The part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. I just want to end this. Just find a brother or a sister and hold hands and pray for the person. That God will help him. That God will help the person. That God will deliver the person. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. That God, God, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you. May God help you. May God establish you. May God make you honest to God. Pray for the person. Pray for one another. Whatever difficulty, whatever problem, oh, from that is affecting the person of God, that he may be healed. That he may be healed. Here, pray for the person. Any fault, any difficulty, any situation, any darkness or go, any darkness over the person's life. Oh, pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. That they may be healed. Pray for the person of God. That God help my brother, help my sister God. Oh, may they not walk in darkness. May they not walk in darkness. May they walk in the light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. He said we should confess our faults one to another and pray for one another. Father, this afternoon, we pray for one another. May healing come. May deliverance come. May we walk in the light. Father, help us with forgiveness. May we know how about unforgiveness. And Father, may what we say to our brother exalt them. May our speech encourage one another. Deliver us from critical speeches. May we speak encouragement to one another. 
In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hand together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I need you. Stand with me. Stand with me. Agree. Agree. afternoon you are here, you are not born again. Please, it's very important. No movement. Every time I'm making another call, I don't want to see any movement. You are here, you are not born again. I'm talking about heaven. I'm talking about hell. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? With every eye closed and every head bowed, salvation is knocking at your door. You want to be a Christian. You want to go to heaven when you die. Please, this is your last opportunity. Don't joke with it. With every eye closed and every head bowed. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I just want to make sure. Holy Spirit, help us. Let none go here. Let none leave. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you if you're not born again. We are saying, come on to Jesus. You are not born again. This is why God sent his son. I want to make sure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We thank you for the anointing that saves. Thank you for healing. Thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, Please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.